Verdadores. Hello and welcome to Dab Without Borders, a podcast about the messiness of modern day dadding and the challenge of long distance parenting. My name is Blue and I am a Dab Without Borders. Hello and welcome back to Dab Without Borders. I've been off for a little while because I've been super busy juggling kids, full-time job, managing having a kid overseas, so I have an international blended family. So if you have not listened to the podcast before, and this is your first time, I have an eight-month-year-old baby right now, a four-year-old, and I have a nine-year-old who lives over in the UK. And we're bit, we're based in Canada, so we're in a mountain town um, in British Columbia. So there's a big gap between us and my eldest boy, who was raised here, born and raised here, until he was almost five years old. Um, and so since then, for the last four years, best part of four years, um, I've been navigating new children. Um, obviously, I have a full-time job, um, a home here as well, and a wife. And yeah, balancing everybody's needs is pretty tricky. Um, but it is possible. It's very doable. Um, not always easy, but it is very doable. But it takes extra work. Um, you have to be very conscious as a parent uh, for everybody's needs. Um, I'm writing a book about it and I'm very excited about that Um, and it's been taking a lot of time. So in addition to life, I now have a big project that I'm working on and I have been working on it, you know, on and off probably three years or more. Um, And so that's taking a lot of my time now. So I'm trying to get that finished Um, and I've been getting some great feedback on the book, which is great. And I've been working with an editor and, you know, doing all the things to make it, you know, a really standout book. Um, But it takes time to do these things. And so that's one of the reasons. But that's probably the main reason I've backed off doing the podcast as regularly as I was. Um, My intention is to continue the podcast. But for a little while, for a few months, I need to really focus on finishing the book. Um, Of course, the dream is that somebody's going to pay me to do the book. And eventually to pay me or sponsor me to do the podcast. Um, But as it is, it's been a passion project. And these things, especially with young kids, can take more time. Um, So yeah, so I'm being very realistic about that. And about about the fact that I have young children in the house. And so doing the podcast and the book and working full time uh, is just not, it's not feasible right now. Um, But I'm getting there. Um, and I'm hoping to get back to doing a regular podcast schedule because I really enjoy doing it. I still have a big lineup of guests that are keen to come on the show. Um, but yeah, I have to chase them and I have to balance schedules and it's not always an easy thing to do. And so I would rather finish the book, which I think ultimately, I mean, the podcast, I can share so much, but the book, there'll be a lot more depth in it about my journey as a parent. Um, and navigating divorce and separation and how have I, and I have, how have I managed to maintain a really close bond with my child overseas and make him feel a part of our family here, which I have done. So there's a couple of things that just came up to inspire me to come back on the podcast, to drop a little episode here 
Um, I was inspired by a message that I recently got through my um, DMs, as they say, on Instagram. And it was asking for me, asking for my experience, about my experience and any advice that I might have about being a long distance parent from a dad who is struggling, you know, he's doing the work as much as he can to sort of navigate the challenges that he's facing with a child that lives several states away. Um, He's in the US. Um, And so that got me thinking like, yeah, I really need to finish this book because that will be, I think, invaluable um, to share everything that I've experienced and how I've kind of overcome those challenges. Um, And I'm still in it. You know, it's not over. My child overseas is nine years old. So, you know, I've got a few years to go yet. But um, but things seem to be working out. And here's a here's an example of um, not so much how I got there, but just kind of where I'm at right now with this situation. Um, And before bedtime, a couple of weeks ago, before his bedtime, my son overseas, who has iMessage, he used the digital, there's like a little digital, um, what could you say, like a digital drawing pad that you can pop up into your iMessage. Um, it's just there with the emoticons and the, the images uh, button um, in the message section, just before you send a message. You'll have to have a look. Um, anyway, it was a pretty neat little feature. And so what he had done, I'm just looking where it is. You click, yeah, that's right. You click on the, where the iMessage, where you're about to write it. And then there's there's a little heart with two fingers. When you press that, yeah, that's the, that is the icon for this digital messaging that you can do, this digital drawing that you can do. Um, and so what he did is he drew with a little finger on his pad, he drew a family of stick people. And then he, one little one, his baby, brother, um, a little four-year-old. And then the next biggest one was him. And then his stepmom and then me. And then we were all holding hands, the stick people all holding hands. And then above each stick person, he just had one initial, which was marking who each one was. So that's the last. And then he did a little heart and then colored the heart in red. So that's what I got on my iMessage just before he went to bed. The last thought that he was thinking was him being a part of our family here. And so, you know, that just goes to show me that everything that I've done has worked because you do wonder what's going to happen when I have new kids, we have this blended family, there's a step parent, will he feel included? Is there going to be friction? And everything I've done, and again, this will be shared in the book when I finally get to finish that. Um, everything I've done has worked. He feels he, there's a secure attachment with his family here. Not just me, but his siblings and his stepmom as well. And his brother also in the last two weeks, his four-year-old brother, before bedtime, he expressed to me how he was bummed because his big brother wasn't here to read him a story. And so, again, that's just another sign that both siblings in different countries are feeling connected and that regularly comes up his four-year-old brother regularly asks you know or expresses you know his sadness that his big brother's not here with him and so I in the end because of that I asked his big brother in the UK to actually record himself reading a, a kid's story that he could share and that I can play here for his um <clears throat> for his little brother although 
he did a really good job of that actually but sadly as yet he hasn't seen his four-year-old brother here with me hasn't seen it yet because he he was kind of too sad i tried to play it to him he didn't want to he was like it's too hard for him sometimes to see his brother in a recorded you know like a yeah like not to see him in person so facetime is fine but to see a recorded version of him was just just felt really weird to him and sad i'll try it again but so far we've done it in the past but for some reason right now i think he's just really feeling it so we haven't watched it yet but just little things like that do help um so yeah i just wanted to first share that that experience that i just had recently um in the last few weeks here because yeah that just shows to me that it is possible you know to create the bond and you know maintain that connection despite the distances now yeah again how i do that that's a long story and it's becoming a book but in the meantime here's a few thoughts um so everybody feels connected even though we're not together all the time um and so one thing i'll start with is the challenge of the transition when we come back together either in the canada or in the uk it's more regularly a thing in canada now that he comes back here to spend time with us in the holidays um, but it's only for a few weeks and the transition is really hard because we need time to reconnect physically and get used to the different family dynamics it's a huge thing um, it's so different to be in person um, even though you see them on facetime it's not the same and so getting used to being close together again is a big adjustment and it can be quite frustrating um, and there's also an energy around it once you've transitioned to being together again it feels like borrowed time so you feel this extra pressure and it makes it stressful and it can show itself in creating friction as well sometimes um, i found myself in the past being really frustrated with how he's responding to me because he's eye rolling at me or he's yeah he's not he's not used to being with me first of all and you know and the expectations i have on him as a parent um, and the way that he's going to respond to me and vice versa it can put you on edge a bit um, because it feels like such a big day if it's not the most special day in the world every day you're together for the two weeks or whatever however long it is um, you can both feel a little disappointed and yeah i think you can get kind of lost in that in that pressure so the focus for me now and what my kid wants i've realized is just to be together for us to spend time as a family um so although there there are all the things you want to do and you want to create those special days you know that you're on borrowed time uh there's certain events or festivals you want to go to um I found myself now ticking off some key things. There's things we have to do. We have to skateboard together. We got to go biking. Um, we got to go to the swimming pool. Uh, in this case, when he's here for Easter, we have to go skiing a few days. But mostly around those activities, just being present and relaxing um, and certainly adjusting my work schedule to accommodate him, but then really enjoying being together. And not trying to load it too much because all my kid wants and all i want when it comes down to it is connection that's what's most important 
the activity is a second to this and the activities can help connection um and also and this is tricky too i have to make sure that he gets one-on-one time with me but i also have to make time for the rest of the family as well and make sure that we do things together so find trying to balance activities that include everyone and i know these kind of sound they sound like obvious things um and i think the one benefit too i will say of not being together all the time and I'm sure I'm repeating some of this stuff but if you haven't listened to the podcast for a while or maybe you haven't listened to it before um, the benefit and you can hear I'm a little bit sick as well so yeah if you can hear it in my voice that's what's going on a little bit sick got a bit of a cough Um, trying to get through this without coughing too much spending time together when you're not together all the time in a way creates more quality time does that even make sense like if you're living with someone all the time like if you you know you're all in the same household you know and parents are working and you get the you know the kids have play dates you get weekends together but often the kids are doing their activities you don't necessarily get the kind of quality time that you get when your kid is checking in with you several times a week on facetime and then when you're together, you're doing these events that um, are creating incredible memories because you're doing things in a more intentional way than you might otherwise do if you see your kids all the time. So, for example, <clears throat> spending time in nature is, for me, and we live in an environment, a mountain environment, a town where it's very accessible, the wilderness and the outdoors. So lots of wild places, lots of green space. It doesn't need to be wilderness, though. It could be a park, you know, in your city. But there's something about time in nature and outdoors together that I find is really good for building connection without getting all spiritual about it, that it's just a thing. So time in nature is one of the best things you can do to build that connection in a short space of time. Um, And the other thing, although this might not be for everybody or it might sound a a bit out left field, but I certainly find meditation with my kid to be something that while we don't do it on a regular basis um, when we do it's had a profound effect like the ability to sit still and quiet with someone there's something there's something that happens there there's something going on where you just I can't really explain it Uh, I just suggest that you try it if you have not and if you can do that in nature somewhere outdoors I mean I haven't tried that but that would be a thing so I suggest that's something you could try um and then tuning into what they love as well and one of the things that he loves probably because we've done it together but is time in nature uh so we always come back to that and even if we only do a couple of days a year going out somewhere in a wild place spending time just the two of us um he really holds on to that and he remembers it and they become very special experiences for him so as much as I would like to do that every weekend with him, um, I don't get to do that. So I have to make the best of it. But know that that experience that we have together, um, it's a, yeah, it creates, um, it's just like it's a memory like no other that he has. He'll remember details of these days, you know, that we've done like two or three years ago. That it's like, it's like it happened yesterday. You know, that's, these are such big experiences for him. So camping is a good one too. So 
camping because it, like I say, if it's something that you do every weekend, it kind of blends into the sort of the lifestyle that you have, which is great. But if you don't do that all the time, then the fact that you make an effort to do it one week a year or, you know, whatever, a week, couple of weekends a year, that's still going to have a huge impact. And you're still winning as a parent. So I think that's where my join, my boy is drawn to spending time in nature together. Um, <clears throat> It does not need to be climbing a mountain or anything epic. It's just, it's about connection. And it's about being curious in these surroundings together. That's what I found has had the biggest impact with us. It definitely isn't the, the climbing in a mountain and doing all of the activities. Um, so I've let go of trying to do too much and worrying about every day being perfect. I think that's really good advice that I could offer. Let go and stop trying to make every day perfect, because it won't be. Uh, but that doesn't mean you're not winning as a parent. Because the transition is so hard, when you are separated again, I put a lot of energy into creating, um, I guess I would call it like memorabilia. Um, so in particular, photo albums. Um, I create, there's various places you can go to create an online photo album that can be printed off. So I always do one of those um, and then make sure that after his, any of the trips that we do together, when I say trips, that's him coming here and spending time or me going there. But when we do these, you know, we had that two weeks together, you know, in the summer, it's four weeks together. He gets an album of all, and I just use my iPhone. Um, so they're not necessarily the best photos in the world, but it doesn't matter. So yeah, so use your phone, take as many, as many pictures as you can throughout the time together and then create an album of the best of the photos, easy to do online, and then you can get it mailed to them. So overseas, I use an, an online album company that is in the UK and then it costs me less money. It actually isn't too expensive to do it that way. So I don't, I don't make it here and then mail it out there. That would be way too much. It's really expensive to mail stuff actually. Um, but having said that, I do, I do send cards, I do send t-shirts and things like that every now and again. Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh, the GoPro. I do, I got a GoPro. Um, not cheap. That is not a cheap option. Using a phone to take pictures and create an online album. Very doable. And you can do videos too that way. Um, but the GoPro, I did invest a little bit of money. So we had this fun thing to play with. In the end... Um, I don't make as many videos as I thought I would, but when, again, when I have more time, when I've gone this book and, you know, all the things, I'll find time. But at the moment with young kids, it's quite hard to do that. But at least I'm collecting lots of videos and I do make some montages as well for him. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, sending gifts on a regular basis too, as well as the FaceTime chats. There's, again, there's endless things that I do and some of the those things I'm probably not very aware of. But that, again, is why I'm writing a book. Um, so ultimately, what I'm trying to say is it is possible to successfully raise a kid while you're living in a different country. And it isn't perfect. It's not perfect. And I'm sure he suffers more than I do, um, you know, missing his family. But you can still have a secure attachment and a close bond, even between the siblings. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, my, my son overseas feels a part of the family. Um, and I would say just be present, be really conscious every day 
um, you know, thinking about them um, and what they're doing at school, the activities they're doing, special events, and send them messages and congratulations when they do do something well at school or they do have a successful sport day. Um, and yeah, I do also take videos with my phone when I'm out and about, letting my son know that I'm thinking of him. Maybe I'm about to go skiing or I am skiing or I'm skateboarding. Maybe it's something that we're doing together as a family here and we want to him to feel like we're thinking about him. We do these kind of things. Um, and even it, you know, if it's like a birthday, a special occasion, um, he's always present. We will get him on FaceTime and we'll open presents with him if it's someone's birthday. Um, he'll be here for the blowing out of the candles on the cake. So and I'm sure that sometimes that's hard for him to not be here, but at least, you know, and, and I know that because sometimes I ask him like, you don't have to be here. You know, we can kind of let you go and we can get, and he's like, no, no, I want to stay. I want to stay. And so he always wants to be, <coughs> excuse me. He always wants to be with us, present with us, even on FaceTime, um, when there are these special occasions. And sometimes because of phones and Wi-Fi, we can be out and about even at the beach with him and we can be talking to him and again, making him feel included. And it may be hard for him sometimes, but I think ultimately he does want to feel included. Um, so don't don't switch off. If you're a parent in this situation, and that's why you're listening to this, I would think, don't switch off in between visits. Keep the momentum going and continue to be creative and do the work. You know, do the work. It's really important. And if you're maybe not, just, maybe it's just a week you're not with them. So use FaceTime. But yeah, don't give up, you know, don't shut off. Uh, even if it's just a week that you're not with them. Um, I I don't know what that's like. Oh, no, I do. I do know what that's like. But it's been a few years. I had that experience. But it wasn't a week. And that'll be in the book too. I like it. For us, it was more like three nights, four nights, alternating week to week. Because um, more than that felt too much. But if a week on a week off works for you, that's fine. Just, yeah, do whatever works. But yeah, keep showing up. So yeah, lots to share. I'm excited to be working on finishing this book so I can offer more support and guidance. Um, you know, it's kind of a half joke, but if there's anybody else, if there's anybody out there that wants to support it, then yeah, please do reach out because it's not easy to do it. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of time um, and I would love to get some support for it, but I'm trying to get an agent. I'm trying to get a publisher. That's my mission right now. Um, but yeah, just doing something really positive to help other parents. So I do have lots to share. I will jump back into the podcast every now and again when I have time. But my focus right now is to try and finish the book. Um, I would love some support with that. Um, if anybody has, yeah, any ideas on how they can help. Um, agent, publisher, money. Um, yeah. I'm just putting it out there. Um, so yeah, looking forward to doing more podcasts and I'll be back when I can. In the meantime, do reach out if you have any questions or need any support. Um, it's great inspiration for me to hear from you um, and then I can share my experiences and answer those questions. It might prompt me to do another episode on the podcast to specifically answer your questions. Um, so st stay heart-centered. That's what I would say. Stay heart-centered. Be positive. Um, as the parent... 
try to be to be expressive uh, in your feelings and be open with your child uh, but also I'm going to suggest be somewhat neutral so that your kid doesn't start to feel any guilt for the situation or <clears throat> or any worry about your health and wellness they shouldn't feel responsible for your emotions and I think as the adult I think you've just got to be aware of that be mindful you know if you're crying all the time on FaceTime with them or in person I like I don't do that because um, I don't feel like I need to be a rock for my kid um, I need to be expressive and emotional and I'm okay with the tears and sadness and expressing that but I think if they feel like you're a blubbing mess and they've got to try and take care of that and hold you emotionally, that's not going to do them any favors. So that, you know, like I would be really mindful of that. Um, and the other thing too is reach out. If you are in this situation and you're struggling in any way, reach out and get some professional help. There are people that work with kids and families and know about secure attachment and can probably guide you. And that's one of the best things. And I've said this before a number of times on this podcast, but, um, yeah, working with someone who's a, you know, specializes in attach, you know, secure attachment and understands about the dynamics around, you know, families. It's invaluable. It's really invaluable. Um, so yeah, listen to me in the podcast, read my book when it comes out, but also lean into the professionals that are in your community that, that know, that have the knowledge and that can help and support you and find someone that resonates with you too which I'm lucky enough to have. Like I found someone like that who I can work with regularly. Um, we're very much on the same page in terms of our approach to parenting and worldviews and everything. And I think that's important. Um, and I'll leave it there. Um, I will be back again. And I actually did record on my phone while driving the other day another episode. So I will listen to that. And then it doesn't work to use the phone recording. So I'll have to listen to it and then actually record it properly. But but yeah, I will be back again. But in the meantime, uh, don't forget to follow Instagram, Dad, Dad Without Borders on Instagram. Um, and yeah, and if you have any questions specifically for me, um, I won't share your name or details on the podcast, but it could definitely be something to inspire me to share a little bit more. Um, but yeah, and look out for the book. But that's going to be a while down the road, I think. But, um, but it's something that I'm doing in the background. So until the next time, don't forget, follow Instagram, Dad Without Borders. And yeah, if you have any questions um, or feedback, please do reach out. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please do share and subscribe and leave a rating or an even better, a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Please find us on Facebook and Instagram at Dab Without Borders and a full list of episodes can be found at dabwithoutborders.com. Thanks for supporting the show and we'll see you next time.